0: Hit me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Chats, the original comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring interviews from comedy...
1: soundcast
0: Comedians, comedians, soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And here's your host from up the coast, practically unknown outside of comedy soundcast, soundcasting.
1: Tyson. Tyson.
2: Yes, for all intents and purposes, it is I, Tyson Saner, your host for this episode, and a few before it. But this one is different. As you may or may not have noticed from the episode title this week, it's a chat episode. I've been fortunate enough to snag an interview with Davian Dent of The Bitter Sound in the oft-clipped for Suckatash, Strange Times. Longtime listeners of Suckatash, the Comedy Soundcast soundcast, might recall that Mr. Dent had, in fact, been a guest on this program way back in 2014 on episode 85, subtitled Delvin' with Davian Dent, when the show is still hosted by our esteemed executive producer, Mark Hershon, The show is still called Suckatash the Comedy Podcast podcast as well. Those were the days. Anyway, I had a great time chatting with Mr. Dent, and I hope you'll have at least half as good a time hearing us. I've also got a double dose of Raging Moderate Will Durst's timely Burst of Durst segments. I'll be playing them throughout this episode and giving them their proper introduction with uh, some great public domain stock music I picked up myself. So without further ado, let's dive into my chat with Davian Dent.
3: I'm not getting anything peaking above, uh, what, minus 60 dB at this end.
2: Ooh, it's actually gotten a little bit better, I think.
3: Oh, that's because I farted.
2: Ah, well. Good old English fart. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite... Uh... <laughs> Random drops during the uh, strange times program is hearing the the odd fart thrown in. Now, do you do that is with a button or your mouth or a little bit of both occasionally?
3: Um, no, uh, no. I have a soundboard. I haven't bothered plugging it in because um, um, I I forgot.
2: Okay, <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. Sorry, uh, it's, You can if you could if you like. I I like that, and of course, um, like the quack quack. Oops. Oh, hang on. All right then.
3: Quack quack. Fucking, I was just going to be. Bar- Bloody Sakatash! Herschel would be so upset because no problem. He used to be so professional. <coughs> um, uh, oh look! I got to plug my um, flux capacitor in. I got to press mm-hmm. a button here, and my cheapo soundboard. Um, let's... Did you hear that? Oh, uh- let me play some music and see if it. Okay. Can you hear music?
2: I cannot hear music. Four beautiful roses.
3: That's really weird. There must be something wrong with the leads or something here because,
2: uh, oh, I don't Well, know. They, don't have a, they don't have a football club,
3: do they? No, no, no. Oh, God, you're talking of Norfolk Watford there. Uh,
2: yeah. sorry, sorry, I made a Palmer reference. Mm.
3: <laughs> I, I, I don't, generally speaking, do um, anything to do with kicky ball.
2: Uh, Nor I, nor I, although I do enjoy some of the uh, uh, adjacent media that it creates. um, Now, what you you want to be into is a good old
3: sport like Formula One, like real men driving in cars that don't just go around in fucking circles. Um, Yeah.
2: Well, I I do like um, occasionally enjoy an episode of Top Gear uh, as far as the automobile goes, and I do... um, there's a show that they do for Amazon original that we've seen – my wife and I have seen the first season of. We both enjoy quite a bit.
3: Oh, I can't remember what it's
2: called. Yes. Probably Grand Tour, I think.
3: The Grand Tour. I, personally, I, I love a bit of Top Gear whenever I can get out my nose.
2: Yeah, yeah I, you know, it's entertaining. They they do some pretty funny stuff. Um, also, it's not – I'm not huge into car culture, although, I, again, I do like the things that they create. Mm. So I like the type of uh, – media that comes out of it like for example uh, uh the wachowski's speed racer film is one of my uh you know favorite things to throw on and you know had be, be eye dazzled um for you know an hour and a half or whatever actually it's about a two hour film but you know between the martial arts and the fake landscapes Ooh. and the uh well, i don't know did you ever see the speed racer film no i did not well it's it's good with a bit of um stuff stuff uh, yeah.
3: stuff and things we're like
2: stuff a bit, of influence. Yep, yep, a bit yep, of influence yeah yeah a bit
3: of influence a bit of a uh, bit of the old mandy's yeah yeah mm-hmm. jolly good uh,
2: i remember all my life um so i what i was thinking for the program uh, oh, today okay. uh was just you know more or less a straight ahead interview but also you know room for silliness and it doesn't have to stay that way um if things get okay. kind of uh, if things get sort of off track I mean there's not really a track um, but if we want to just try uh, something more experimental because I'd like people to come here and uh, hear quote unquote hear into this audio space and feel that they can play around if they like to um, and talk about podcasting and other things or soundcasting of course well,
3: I'll do whatever you tell me to do mate I'm, uh, but, uh, I'm a happy and willing participant um, yeah I've, I've Dear listener, you can't see this because this is audio. But I'm waving up my packet of tramadol. I've 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 got. Go, can you hear that? I've got that much to last me, and when that's gone, um, so am I. So, what is what is tramadol exactly? Um, It is uh, a gateway to heaven. Actually, Um, it it's kind of um, it's like a synthetic opiate, really, used for. um, moderate to extreme uh, physical pain. Um, nice. And I've, I've had this terrible pain in all the diodes down my right hand side for a number of years now. Um, that, and I know a dodgy bloke in the pub who can get it for me. Um, yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Because um, I, I don't really put a lot of stuff into my lungs anymore that's based on tobacco goodness. So. Um, so I tend to oh. get my chemical enhancements, uh, through, uh, digestion
2: these days. Oh yes. Yeah. Digestion is, uh, is a, is a, is a, well, it's the foundation of all our health essentially. Well, yeah, um, mainly,
3: I mean, apart from masturbation, I think I'm probably in, in um, entire agreement with you there.
2: Right, right. And as foundation, I, I, I meant the, uh, Isaac Asimov series, but, oh, um, oh, nice. which I've never read, but <laughs> I will drop a reference because it, uh, because it was gratuitous and necessary at the moment. Well, they got um, nice book covers. Hmm. They got
3: nice book covers. Oh, do they? I don't know.
2: Oh, have they? I don't know. I, uh, you know, it's a good question. I, I just uh, remember seeing uh, a big, thick book on the shelf. It looked like there was a man in the chair of some sort, perhaps right. a wheelchair. I, okay. I'm not sure. Um, uh, imagery tends to go through, and if I don't latch onto it, it kind of is uh, embellishes. Like uh, I, I've told. People in the past, uh, not on this program or any other, uh, I don't think – well, maybe maybe on anti-social show or anti-social show. And, um, yeah. They um, Seeing uh, Star Wars at three years old in the theater in 1977, I, I didn't know what space was or what Jedis were. Or, you know, I, I see what looks like, I guess, wizards because I must have seen pictures of wizards or something. And wow. that's what I, what I think the Jedi were. And so I must have assumed that the Death Star was some kind of castle – and probably never put together that the idea of this ball floating around in blackness was, you know, the interior was what looked like a castle. Probably yeah. didn't connect that at all until later. Yeah. But same kind of deal. But you know, it's no, all cool. very that's cool. <laughs> gratuitous and whatnot. So uh, I was I re-listened to episode uh, eighty-five of Suckatash uh, recently. Oh my goodness! That's with- going back over a, a couple of minutes. Yeah, as of twenty fourteen, actually. Um,
3: 2014. God, uh, that was when podcasting was actually black and white, as uh, far mm-hmm. as I recall. Yeah, those That's old great. crazy 32 kilobyte per second days are oh, yep. marvelous. No,
2: so I remember that. Um, I, but I, I, I uh, listened to a bit of it, and I heard that something that I, I guess i had forgotten over this time is that uh mm-hmm. i think he asked you why you were in podcasting and uh or yeah. how you got into it or what influenced you and the answer essentially the short answer was uh, kevin smith and i think that's something we share in common <laughs> so
3: yeah well it was either kevin smith or ricky gervais
2: um oh yeah sure so yeah it was one of
3: those two fat cunts uh, although kevin smith's not so fat anymore now he yeah, almost died um
2: yes yes um, yeah and i'm very it's glad interesting he how that will, uh, very, glad hmm? he did,
3: very glad he did not die
2: me as well we uh i uh, had experienced a great deal of um you know it's well i want to say frustration but i i tend not to get too uh, attached to even though they are people, people who are in the entertainment industry because of their general, you know, reckless lifestyle. And also, I don't know Mm. these people, so, you know, (laughs) know, they're not my family. But I did have a, you know, I had an affection for him. And every time I'd I'd hear him talk about how poor his diet was and how he was almost proud of it, I just was like, well, he's going to have a heart attack soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And lo and behold, I mean, but, you know, it's not like I was the only one saying that or thinking it. And it wasn't because I was, you know, certainly it wasn't looking forward to that happening. I was hoping that he'd have some kind of less serious, uh, um, life changing event that would possibly cause that, but Hey, whatever it takes, uh, he's, uh, he's very lucky to have been in the part of the world he was in to have access to the medical care that he had, or he would have definitely died that day.
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, uh, from what I can make out from the reports, um, there was a doctor, um, pretty much in the audience or something, Um, without which uh, he uh, might have uh, shuffled off this mortal coil by now.
2: It does does seem that way, yes. Oh, oddly, Mm. um, you may or may not know um, this or may not have heard, also I'm talking to the uh, potential listeners out there, that my involvement with uh, doing soundcasting or podcasting and how it crossed uh, paths with Kevin Smith and his uh, Smartcast Network. Yeah was a 10-episode, uh, uh, a mini-series mini, uh, uh, podcast. It's called Smod Squad Pod, I think, or Smod Squad Podcast, I think it was.
3: Wow, uh, try saying that with a dick in your mouth.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, motto of the show was, apparently, it's a squirrel fucking good time. Um,
3: cool. Controversial.
2: Uh, I don't think I contributed that, but it's cool. It was basically five people from different parts of uh, America who were had Kevin Smith in... Common as something they enjoyed, and then it was recorded by a guy in Canada, uh, Jamie's bus driver. Right. Um, Me meet, meet up in Washington, and then I guess like three people in Southern California, and that was um, that was a strange experiment that we didn't. None of us knew each other before that. We just met for the show. We had mm-hmm. ten. I don't know if I can ten. I don't want to say good or bad. Ten. We had ten episodes, and then um, and that was. Longer ago than even, uh, and certainly than anti-social show or whatnot. It was, uh, and then, uh, you know, nothing for many years until Hunter, uh, my co-host for um, anti-social show convinced me to, uh, start doing a podcast mm. with him. And, uh, you know, so I thank him for that. And I thank all of you for his, uh, the kindness that you've shown me throughout the years. New worries. Well, that's all the time we have for, no, I'm kidding. There's a, um, That'd be a great, uh, great ending point. So how, uh, let's see, um, when this comes out, Mm. this particular thing, this will likely air before the show you recorded with me so we can allude to it. Um, but if there's anything that, uh, Oh, let's see. So this would be a good time for me to, to turn down my microphone and mention some peeking out here. Um, you return to strange times. I listened to the episode uh, right yeah you you've had a proper full episode with the three of you. no longer uh short. Thank you for coming every week, but we're not all here right now episodes which by the way we're also I enjoyed listening to those as well <laughs> with cat uh, and uh, Samantha. Um, and it was nice of them to update and also keep the uh, you know it going the the rigid fists uh episodes, I oh, guess you know all yes. those yes,
3: yes, yes, the rigid fists, yes.
2: Yeah. Well, um,
3: well. basically, um, for various reasons, I was not available. Um, uh, health issues, physical and mental, um, to be perfectly honest, uh, kind of prevented me from doing anything apart from um, um, dribbling and um, other things. Um, yeah, So, and um, um, a show before Strange Times that uh, my mate Kat Sorens used to do was called The Rigid Fist. He did a little solo podcast by himself, so I said... Oi, you Aussie cunt, do a couple of those just to uh, fill in the gaps. Um, I did ask Samantha to record some stuff, but uh, I think she might have been drunk that year. Um, but, yeah, yeah, and, um, oh, God, I think we also had a letter from America by our good friend Mr. Ed Wallach. Um, yes. Yeah, yes, yes, and uh, yeah, a couple of um, um, little bits came out, and, um, yeah, we're kind of back. We're going to do our normal recording every saturday um we might do ones in between where i speak to various um ne'er-do-wells over here in the good old uk and well yeah, yeah it's just business as usual if there is indeed a usual um for strange times um yeah there you go
2: cool i i'd always wanted to ask what the uh what your start time being the person in the um uh, being the person in the earliest time zone as I am uh, with, with Hunter. And also when we recorded the other day, mm. um, what is the, what did, what start time do you usually have to get everybody all together uh, right. for
3: that? Well, we used to do it on a Friday, like UK time Friday at about 10 or 11 o'clock. Um, okay. And that was like morning time for cat, but it was even earlier for Samantha. Um, right. And um, sometimes with the, Fucking clocks changing like GMT and GMT plus one and all that. It was really, really, incredibly, stupidly early for um, um, poor Samantha and to a certain extent Cat. Um, so, so, so we've shifted it now. So we record usually on a Saturday uh, noon time uh, UK, uh, which I believe is kind of like late afternoon evening their time, more or less. Um, they're both drunk anyway by the time it starts, and uh, and uh, well, well, as as I usually I am, because it's uh, a Saturday.
2: I see. So it's about 4 a.m. here, I believe, when, uh, when you start. My word. Seems about right. Seems about that. Um, oh, truly good. So, yeah, it's basically already. Uh, so when you start, it's early here, but it's already the next day where Cat is, I believe. <laughs> so That sounds
3: a bit scientifical.
2: It's already the next day. So I'm sorry. It sounds a bit what?
3: Scientifical.
2: Oh, scientifical! I thought yeah. I heard the, the word "song" in there. It's like I don't know why I thought there was a composite, a new composite word that had been made, like "song," sonorifical, or "song typical." And then I song, it
3: correctly. song, blue. God, I love a bit of Neil Diamond, eh? So do I. Do you ever see him live? No. Well, I've, I've seen him on YouTube live. I've not seen him live live.
2: I, I had the pleasure of seeing a live concert of his uh, when I lived in Washington. Um, I think it was. 20 it was somewhere between 2011 and 2014. Oh, that's best what, I can estimate.
3: Washington. Now that's in America, isn't it? I know that. It is. Yes.
2: Oh, we've got okay. we've got two of them. We've got what? one that's out on the east coast that's actually a district and then we've got the whole state that's up on the left coast or the wow, uh, west coast.
3: That, that's just bloody greedy,
2: isn't it? Really. Yeah. One of my favorite things about Washington uh, is that there's a place in it called George
3: a place called George.
2: There is a place called George, yes. Wow. It's George Washington. Yeah. Okay. And uh, in fact, that's where they have, uh, there's a concert venue, which is a natural canyon called The Gorge, where there's a lot of uh, bands played. So it's at The Gorge in George, the Washington. The Gorge in George.
3: That sounds Damn. like a film that I might rent out sometime. <clears throat> mm. It
2: sounds vaguely rolled doll.
3: Oh, now there's a nasty cunt, eh?
2: <laughs> well, I'm not
3: sure he wrote great books but apparently he was rather um, not the most pleasant of uh, persons and I I'm sorry I'm I, you know a very high quality soundcast. I do ap- apologize I believe I've dropped the C-bomb twice already um, I'm, I'm I'm trying not to do it so gratuitously not as much um, because I'm 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 all grown up now and I'm uh, trying not to be so fucking offensive um so I do apologize if I say the word comes again. Okay. Uh
2: certainly. Uh, apology accepted and appreciated. Um uh, it's, you know it's the strangest thing. Uh, since I've been re-listening to uh Strange Times or listening to it <laughs> catching up and whatnot, I, I hear it so often that it starts um Yeah uh implanting itself in other things. Like for example, uh I was don't know why. Uh you know, I was whistling to myself. The um and there's a bit in in Always Look on the Bright Side of Life where he says, if you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. And yep. in my head, it was don't be silly C-words. So C- yeah. C- C-word,
3: yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, silly Cs. Yeah, um, I mean, um, the two places where you'll hear it the most will be, uh, well, A, Australia, and mm-hmm. um, um, B, in, well, uh, England, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of lost its... Offensiveness in England and Australia. Uh, That's my understanding.
2: Um, quite,
3: quite a lot of the time, it's it's, it's, it's just a, well, it's just a word. Um, although I understand it uh, can still be very offensive elsewhere, so uh, I do try not to drop it so often. Um, but sometimes it slips out, just like Johnny's from your mum. Oh.
2: Wah, wah, oops. Um, yeah. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, if you want, I'll send you the sound files to my soundboard and you can just uh, do as much as you want in post.
2: Oh, I'll just start abusing that. Yeah, that should be fun. I mean, using that. Um, there's, um, you know, it's, it's. I think I think the most I, had, oh, by the way, I understand the word is, is closer to uh, essentially what we say, I think, is asshole. Maybe that maybe it's that, it's just that common where it's like, oh, what an asshole. They would just say, what a cunt.
3: Oh, um, asshole, yes.
2: No, yeah, arsehole, Yes, thank you. Uh, Fanny, Fangida, I don't know. A, no, see. no. Fanny's the other one. No, Fanny's the other thing. We say well, Fanny. You say. Yeah.
3: Well, the thing is, you think Fanny is um, your bottom. It's bottom. Whereas yeah. over here, it was what we would um, um, charmingly call uh, one's front bottom.
2: Front bottom. Yeah, yeah that's one of my favorite uh, euphemisms v- or v- not. I guess it is. JJ. JJ. Oh yes. Have you ever you ever seen a pijazzled JJ? V-
3: um, no, no. I'm not a religious person.
2: As promised, there's the music which can only mean one thing. It is time for our first Burst of Durst. This one is from April 27th of 2018. It's called His Own Burst Enemy, in which our intrepid correspondent reveals the target that our president painted on his own chest.
1: Hey, guys. We'll Durst here with a few choice words about Donald Trump's worst enemy. No, it's not the media, it's not Iran, it's not the Democrats or the Republican Congress. It's not Godzilla, King of the Monsters, or Chris Christie. The winner is, drumroll please, (coughs) Donald Trump. It's the man in the mirror. Our 45th president is a stable genius at getting in the way of his own agenda. Shoots himself in the foot so often his nickname should be Stumpy. The man is unable to keep from stepping in various pools of effluvium with a stink that would knock a flock of buzzards off a line of porta potties on the last day of Coachella. He recently went on Fox News's morning show and had a meltdown the size of a glacier hosting an active lava flow. Many pundits claimed that his performance gave train wrecks a bad name. It got to where his loyal sycophants had to cut him off. Uh we, we know you're busy. <laughs> they worried he was digging his own grave and took away the shovel. One of his rants was about how Michael Cohen hardly represented him at all, but did in quote this crazy stormy Daniels deal, unquote. Then, he said the money didn't come from campaign funds, when earlier he had denied the relationship happening at all and said that he had no knowledge about the payoff. The man suffers from such a tertiary case of foot-and-mouth disease, he probably saves time by flossing with his shoelaces. And all the wounds are self-inflicted. Trips over chalk lines that were painted on the floor. Give him enough rope, and the guy will hang—not just himself, but the whole room, especially that oval one. For Suckatash, the comedy soundcast. Soundcast. I'm Will Durst.
2: Let's see. Let me let me try and do something quasi-official just to see Go how how it, how it turns out. Um, I really appreciate this. this is really kind of my training wheels as far as the uh, as far as the uh, quote unquote serious right. interview goes, you okay. know, because uh, it's I mean, I mean, you've heard I imagine you've heard antisocial show at least once in your life.
3: I've heard several casual. of them. I've heard several of them. And I'm very glad that um, Hunter has sorted out his audio problems.
2: Yes, I'm happy that has been worked out. So, there's a very nice picture of you with some frames that are actually very similar to mine. Um, uh, I don't know if they're blue because the picture's in black and white. As I'm looking at a website called uh, starnow.co.nz. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got a few nice pictures of you, uh, and it says that you are an, an actor, an extra, a model, a singer, a guitarist, bass guitarist, drummer, and a uh, producer. And... Because I have to hit more to expand your description, it goes actor, extra, model, singer, guitarist, dot, 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 more. So then I click more, and now the word less is next to it. But it says guitarist, drummer, producer less. Yes. But it... it, You're producerless, is what it's. Except less is in a different um, oh, color, so it's not going to be too confusing for anybody.
3: That's but um, yeah, that website is um, uh, basically, dear listener, it's an extras website uh, because I occasionally get a little bit of extra work, whether I'm doing a bit of voice acting or I appear in the background in some shitty TV program, which is why I very outrageously put the word actor on there. Um, yes,
2: I see. Well, I suppose I could add that to mine then, uh, even though I've never had a paid acting gig. Uh, technically, I do some voice acting. So, yeah, that's uh that's am that's just going to file that away for later in my head. Here's, <laughs> and if, if I'm David.
3: strictly honest, I haven't actually modeled since 1997. Um, so um, I, I guess I should really take that off. But um, there you go.
2: 1997. Wow. Okay, so... Yeah, in 1997, I had, was still living in California. I was single. Man. I was—I would have been 23 years old. Ooh. <clears throat> I was working at a buffet. Oh, or, uh, okay. Um, you were walking at a
3: waitress in a cocktail bar when I met you. I
2: <sighs> <inaudible> um, oh, fucking love that <inaudible> uh, song. Animotion, I, sp- I believe uh human league but i'll let you off ah darn no yeah that's right emotion was obsession
3: you i'm an obsession demon obsession what yes. do you want me to
1: be
2: yeah i know that song yep. i like i love the use of the early uh the synths i've been sort of rediscovering my uh my uh well i've not really been into the the fiddling around of trying to figure out um you know, oscillator plus this plus that. Like, yeah. I might actually start doing the physical version of that, but I've been re- discovering the fun of going into and trying to create new sounds now, understanding what each of these buttons and knobs do a little bit more than I used to. Ooh. And, uh, but, but so doing that now, I get to. Uh, occasionally I'll hit a note, a, no- a sound, and because my brain works in this weird way, right. I'll go, oh, that, re- that is almost exactly like that sound in that one song from mm. the 80s, mm. except not, or at least it reminds me of it, whatever it is. Yeah, and, you the know.
3: reminder of, yeah.
2: Like, uh, I guess the Fairlight uh, CMS is one of the things. and uh, a,
3: so, uh, Was it the CMS or the CMI? I only yeah, recall the CMI. It. Oh, you yeah, think, I that think you're that right,
2: might, yes. I think that may,
3: might be the one that Trevor Horn... Um, and art of noise had because there was that, Ooh. and uh, what was the other one uh, that was going around at the same time? There was a Fairlight, and they had a competitor. Um, and if I was editing this, I would instantly cut the podcast, Google it, and then come back saying, "Oh yes, and actually it was this one." Um, but I can't fucking remember. Um,
2: yeah, oh, God, the <sighs> this <laughs> is a deep cut for people who actually listen to this popular the, the podcast and get that reference synclavia, synclavia. synclavia. oh yeah, yeah. yeah
3: they, i'm
2: they, seeing yeah. a lot of vsts that are uh, uh that are you know have cl- clay cloud in there you know right in their name because they're like you know they don't want to use the same name but they want to say yes we have a sound that is like one you're looking for i'm also discovering a bit of chip tuning so i've got Ooh. this one that's sort of a yamaha game chip uh sega, sega genesis sounding type thing you filthy um, pervert. <laughs> oh by the way i really like the music on your show i wanted to ask do you do all the music on your show aside from of course like the do, 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 um, which is you know, probably apart not great.
3: from yeah. some of the obviously sampled loops and stuff. Um, yeah. uh, yes. Same as the bitter sound. It uh, um, tends to be either me or, or actually on the bitter sound. There's a good friend of mine, Short Sigh, who does some very, very good music stuff. Uh, uh, married to the lovely Megan uh, from uh, the Screams and Moans podcast, which apparent, oh. which apparently you heard it here first, folks, is coming back.
2: Oh. Very
3: yes, nice. yes, yes, yes. so might you find a mighty fine, um, broad gram that was? She's got a cracking pair of tits as well.
2: Okay. Well, sorry, are we still recording? Hello. Yes, yes, we are. Sorry, I've, seen, I've seen her. I, I uh, follow her on, on Instagram, I believe. Oh. Uh, mm. Yes, yeah, so you can. You, I think you can follow uh, Megan of Screams and Moans on Instagram at uh, Pumpkin Pearl. I think is what it is. I could be wrong. This might all be coming out, but...
3: Her mother has got a really nice ass
2: Tied tied to a post in the backyard.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that'd be an ass, wouldn't it?
2: Oh, I guess so, yeah. Uh, Anyway, sorry, I think I might have derailed
3: you again. You were talking about my crap um, extras website, and uh, I got very embarrassed and I derailed it.
2: Oh, I understand. Yeah, well, it's no, it's, believe me, I, it's, 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 a lot of the stuff I make is garbage. Um, hey. uh, but I really like the, uh, like, the music is very, like, um, I like it's a combination of synth and hard bass and a chiptune sound type instrument. Yep. Like, the, like, I like the bloop, bloop, bloops, and the, you know, the, boom, 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 and the, you know, the, the... Uh, and the wah ba 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 boo and the wiggy bing bing bang boom. Yes, indeed. Thanks. Um Textures and sounds. I like. I like oh, sounds right. and textures. You know. You gotta have a bit of
3: fucking texture, ain't you? Hey, you gotta have some texture <laughs> in there. Gives you a bit of perspective. A bit too much fucking perspective. Oh, what film am I quoting from there?
2: Oh, uh, it's too, but too much perspective. Thank you very
3: much. Oh, it's uh, spinal tap. Spinal tap. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, well, I. Speak, that's a great movie. Speaking of spinal, oh, movie. That's like a film, isn't it? Brilliant. <laughs> um. um so, if you like Spinal Tap, you should check out Bad News. Um, it was made by the team that um, principally did the, that great series um, in the UK, The Young Ones. Um, think, really? Yeah, I think it actually came out a little bit b- before Spinal Tap, but it didn't have the backing. But it's a similar thing, sort of like a really crap sort of heavy metal documentary or uh, rockumentary, as I believe the uh, cool kids on the block say.
2: Was it also a mockumentary or was it a real.? It was band?
3: a mocky docu rock. Yes. Cool. Yeah,
2: um, bad
3: news. It, um, it was done under the um, uh, group title The Comic Strip Presents. So that would be one way oh. of finding it. From 1988. Yes. It, look, it looks like.
2: Oh, good. Well, I'll be looking forward to that later.
3: Oh, you'll like that. You can watch it right no. after you watch a Serbian film.
2: The Serbian Trump? I'm sorry?
3: A, a Serbian Trump. Now, that I'd like to
2: see. <laughs> I don't even know what that would... Uh-oh. Sound. Nope, we're good. Yep. Well, the sound dropped up for a second.
3: Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> 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 so, sometimes a jungle. It makes me wonder. Or oh,
2: something. Keeps me from going under. Yes, rest in peace, Rick, Rick Mayall.
3: Oh, God, yeah. <sighs> yes. Yeah. I hate it when... He the- made a- I hate it when the good ones go. It's, um, it's a bit of a... Ah, ha, ha. It's a bit of a bummer. You see, I almost said, <laughs> camp, but I didn't. Um, yeah, because
2: he was a really Dude. nice
3: guy by all accounts and um, funny as fuck. Good person. He was
2: pretty
3: um, funny. Pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. I, 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 I was just going to um, um, ramble like a deranged maniac for a minute. But, uh...
2: did, you, uh, did you ever see his, his Herod... Uh, from Jesus Christ Superstar? Uh,
3: no, I did not. It's
2: worth it. It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, if you've you never seen the original one that was made in the 70s, Josh Mostel was Herod and also quite good at it. okay. But, but Rick Mayall's Herod is, it, it's, in a, it's in a different category and it's Rick Mayall. So he's got that Rick Mayall intensity that is, you know, right. That is so fun. How familiar are you with the, uh, first of all, with, you know, The Weber and, um, Jesus Christ Superstar, because I'll tell you, I, I only one or two shows here and there, and I've enjoyed those, but I'm not, and I do like, but there's just so much musical theater that right. I could possibly experience that I ha- only have so much, you know, obsession space in my brain to enjoy the music from a few at a time here and there, gotcha. so I haven't, and he's, he's so prolific that it's like I can't get to all of them, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I'd like all of them, but I do like a few of them, certainly, mm-hmm. and Jesus Christ Superstar is one of them I discovered very late in life. Uh, very late in life. Okay. Such a strange uh, thing. <laughs> it's a, such a well, you know, it's a, it's a rock and roll Jesus musical. So I mean, from the seventies with American seventies music, you know, or I guess not American, but American style. Yeah. So I guess whatever that you. style was during that era, you know.
3: Hmm. I'm with you. Um, I am not familiar with it, but um, I can always Google, and, and by the by the power of Duck, Duck Go. I can um, I can probably find some of this uh, material of which you speak.
2: Yes. Alrighty then. I think it's time for the conversation to be decided by dice.
3: Ooh. part of the title of uh, one of my favourite books
2: by Andrew Dice Clay.
3: No, not that shit. Um, Lucas Reinhardt. Well, Luke Reinhardt, the Dice Man.
2: Well, Lucas Costello. No, I understand what you're saying he, Lucas Reinhardt. Luke, I
3: yeah, well, yeah, Luke Reinhardt, sorry, it's, uh, yeah, very good, it's a very good book, or uh, book, as you might call it, oh, look, he's actually so getting his ex- dice out, a book. a book,
2: a book, so this experiment could be a spectacular failure, but okay. I'm going to choose, are you, are you familiar with, yeah, let's make more white noise, um, uh, are you familiar with Rory's Story Cubes? No. All right. So what they are is they're a bunch of dice that have pictures on them and uh, of various types. There's one set that's all nouns and then one set that's actions. I am going to take one of the nine from random. Okay. Place place the back the rest back. Uh huh. And I realize I have no rolling surface. So this is what the original uh, thing looks like. It's a it's a little bag or pouch with lint on it. Right. gotcha. And these are the original set of dice. So I haven't rolled this one yet. I'm taking that, putting that over there. I'm taking one random from the nine, because it's set two sets of nine. So there is no telling how this might go.
3: And for <clears throat> those of you who are listening in black and white, get a colour TV.
2: <clears throat> All righty. So I'm going to go with the nouns for the first word, and I will show it to you so you can see it uh, okay. once it's rolled up. Oh, that's interesting.
3: Oh, we say that?
2: All right, and I'm rolling the action dice. All righty then, so this is an example of the picture. So, um, I'm going to show you these, and then uh, this is the first one. What the fuck is that? It appears to be a small, to me, it looks like a small person noticing something has fallen behind them. Like, uh, in the in the illustration here, it's three lines indicating movement and a small dot, so it could be a small stone. But uh, they apparently were reaching for something working, not walking, or they were doing this strange sideways walk. But it looks like something just dropped next to them, and they just missed whatever it is. Now, that is the action. The first die came up with the with the pictures of the nouns on it. Right. This was a picture. Oop, no, there we go. Okay. Pretty much the universal symbol for a flame or a fire. So yes. So we've got... Fire falling from the sky. All right. So um, uh, eschatology, what are your thoughts?
3: Um, Well, I don't indulge in it myself because I've got two feet. Two
2: feet. Uh, Yes. All right. Well, let's see. So things falling from the sky. Um, Well, I I heard that.
3: um, Yes. Sorry. uh, Well, well, if Trump carries on the way is then there's going to be lots of that
2: happening. Uh, fire and brimstone fall in the sky, rivers and seas, boilings, 40 years of darkness, yep. earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Well, we've already,
3: we've already started the four years of darkness when you bloody lot voted him in.
2: Well, well, <laughs>
3: actually, you didn't vote him in at all. Uh, the Russians did. No. but uh, well, I certainly didn't vote for him. More than, well, yeah, I, I, I can tell because you're a man of class and distinction. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Russia, for um, getting Trump in. Fucking ca- um, bastards.
2: Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a dumpster fire, is what everybody keeps saying. Um, How funny would that be? I mean, I would, I would, I would hate to be one of those people who like voted as a joke because they wanted to shake up the system a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, because it needed more
3: I'm gonna put my vote here, Tommy.
2: Go, Daddy, you do it.
3: I'm gonna put my vote right there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just, it's just you know, it's not getting better, but it is getting more. It's never, it never ceases to be interesting. Like, uh, and that's <laughs> not always good, but it's, uh, mm. you know, and also not always entertaining. I don't know. It's kind of like, um, no, it's nothing like, but the something that, something that is not always funny, but is consistently interesting to me is, uh, episodes of Monty Python's flying circus.
3: Yes, I agree.
2: I don't always laugh, but I'm always going, well, that's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's something, you yeah. know, that is the correct, never, never bored.
3: That is the hmm? correct response for Monty Python's, flying circus oh. uh certainly oh, with regards to the television series yeah kind of like uh the goodies another great um uh tv show uh, a little bit later from the era but um uh-huh. yes sometimes hilarious occasionally mildly funny but always interesting
2: something i, I appreciate greatly about uh about uh, them and then also it is uh kind of what colors my choices of podcasts to listen to uh So podcasts that always are interesting to me tend to stay in my brain longer and also tend to, when I have time to just listen to them for leisure, Uh, (laughs) uh, I I tend to focus more on the ones like um, the Todd Glass show or How Did This Get Made?
3: Oh, Uh, Todd Glass. I love Todd Glass.
2: Yeah, I miss his show. I haven't had time to listen in like for a year, but I did listen to it very, uh, very frequently. And yeah. some people may know I also did a couple of remixes with audio from Todd Glass's show. Oh, uh, those are on my SoundCloud site, uh, on the Todd Glass playlist for anybody who's interested in that. Hey Tyson, I would like to listen to
3: that. Where would I point my internet browser if I wanted to listen to that?
2: <laughs> well, you could uh, you could point it to uh, SoundCloud. You just type Tyson Saner into SoundCloud or do it in Google and then put SoundCloud next to it, and that is one word, SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll see not only my uh, my uh, alleged music, but also uh, episodes of anti- uh, Anti-Social Show, of which uh, Davin will be appearing on in a couple of weeks from this present.
3: Yeah, and I may be dead by then, so that it might be a possibility it's release, so um, there you go.
2: Oh gosh, yeah, brain's just going to a dark place.
3: Oh, dark places! Now you're talking my language.
2: Like Garth Marenghi's Dark Place.
3: Oh, that was very good. That was um, yes, yes. I like that mainly because it had Matt Berry in, um, and I like Matt Berry. He's um, he's he's got a lovely voice, Matt Berry, a very Witch, rich. Rich commanding voice. Um he more recently did a show called um Toast of London. Now if you okay. uh YouTube Toast of London Matt's Berry, you will find some uh veritable uh humorous um um gold. Humorous gold. Fuck.
2: Alrighty then I put that on there and that will aha. Oh him, okay. Oh, that's right. Okay, so he's the one no wait, wait, wait. No, yes, no, it's the other one. It's not the one, it's the other one. Yes. It's he's the one who had like the, he was on the on Dark Garth Murray's Dark Place, he was doing like uh almost a Patrick Stewart type voice the entire time.
3: Ah, oh, yes. yes, yes, that is entirely his uh, vocal style. Um and yeah, if
2: right I had a scintilla
3: of that uh talent, then um, I'd I'd probably still be doing what I'm doing now.
2: I I, I missed everything after scintilla.
3: Well, it wasn't important. weren't we doing oh, something right. with your dice?
2: Oh yes. Well, sorry so was, I, uh,
3: so... s- sorry, I have this most annoying habit of uh, well, a, annoying people and and, and um, derailing things. Um, so sorry, if you did have a game plan, then
2: uh, oh, well, I, yeah.
3: I apologize from the heart of my bottom.
2: I, it's, I appreciate it. It's not necessary, though. Um, they, well, this is the thing. Uh, I, I saw there was the flame, and there was something that had just fallen from the sky, and it made me think of—my uh, I, I my mother told me today that uh, there was some kind of space station that might be entering the Earth's atmosphere uh, soon, or they're worried about it t- uh, uh, today— there was a Chinese Recently. one.
3: There was a Chinese one that was falling into the um, um, upper atmosphere about a week ago. I don't really know okay. what happened to it. Uh, yeah, China, 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 China. China. Or oh, if you're from South London,
2: oh, China. Oh, you know what? We did actually address it because uh, oh. as I, I took uh, the fire falling from the sky as being a sign of the apocalypse, and we started talking a little bit about that, so that actually okay. worked. That, that's what that
3: was. So, so so really, I shouldn't have derailed my derailing?
2: No, you did fine, but I, I, I appreciate that you were worried, but you needn't had.
3: Oh, I'm always worried. It's, uh, yeah.
2: All right, well, we can try something else if you like. Uh, okay, you... but we'll need lube. All right, if you could pick... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. If uh, you could pick a number between 1 and 250 or we could let the dice decide. Well,
3: I'm not going to say 69 because that would be too um No, I no, oh, no, I'm going to be just as um, um
2: uh, yeah, 42. There you go. 42, perfect. Uh yes. I actually like the film that they did on that uh, a few years back, the Hammer and Tongs people.
3: Yes, it was very it was done very respectfully. Um, people, I thought so. People said, oh, it deviated from the TV series. Yeah, but the TV series deviated from the books, and the books deviated from the radio series. It's an organic thing, you uh, people. People. Yay, people, people, people.
2: <sighs> All right, let's see here. Okay. This is from a book oh. uh, called, called Bizarre Superstitions. Right and uh, now, dear listener he is uh holding the book up to the webcam there. It's a tiny book. It's uh well it's not a tiny book but it is smaller. This is well it's my head is massive.
3: Well this well, I mean I mean one thing I was going to say your head is fucking massive certainly.
2: Um so I, well boy this is a bit of okay so here's some superstition from uh from uh, an, an article in it called Stages in the Maasai life. Ooh. The Maasai, the tall, slender warriors and cattle herders of East Africa, pass through an extraordinary, an extraordinary sequence of rites of passage throughout their lives. These mark the transitions from infancy to manhood, becoming a fully-fledged warrior, a senior warrior, and finally leaving the ranks of the warriors to pass through the stages of becoming an elder. Oh. The, the Maasai make this progress through life as uh, in the company of their age set, those who are close to them in age. Right. A new age set is formed every 10 years. For each ritual, a ceremonial village of 30 to 40 huts in, or, uh, huts is built. These are just a few highlights of the rituals. Okay, so that was all prologue then. Hm. Before boys can be circumcised,
3: oh, yeah, goodness,
2: yeah, they must go through a pre-circumcision ceremony. One boy is chosen to be the chief of his age set. This is a misfortune. This is a misfortune for him because he is regarded as having taken on his peers his peers sins. Right. The ceremony itself involves day long dancing. Oh, dancing! That's just eh? the first. That's just the first paragraph. Of that, so. Bloody oh! Dancing of about to lose the tip of one's or or some of the skin around the tip of one's schlong Entus. Schlong, yes, they're Johnson sausage. That's a massive Johnson. Can you see him? Yes, sir. It's entering it's the earth's atmosphere now. <laughs> uh, uh, when the boys reach puberty, it is time for circumcision, Perfect. of course. For seven days beforehand, the boys herd cattle. On their way to the ceremony, they are at turns encouraged and taunted by men and other boys. Ooh. In mocking songs, they are told that if they run away or struggle against the knife, they will be killed or cast out of the tribe. Fucking hell. No painkillers are used in the operation, and the effects take months to heal. <laughs> after. The, I'm not sure why that made me chuckle. Uh, <laughs> after these. Well, I'm not 100% sure. After the ceremony, the boys receive gifts of cattle, and having become men, are permitted to carry a warrior's spear to tend large herds to travel alone at night. Let's see. Wow. So they, you can't travel alone at night unless you're a man in, uh, in this tribe. Let's
3: well, that just sounds sick and twisted, frankly.
2: they carrying a spear, thankfully. Uh, let's see here. Uh, later in life, having graduated to the status of a senior warrior, he goes through the meat ceremony. That's, hmm. That so, sounds rather worrying. It A little bit. A bull is slaughtered and consumed. Then it is necessary for wives to prove their husbands uh, to their husbands that they have not been unfaithful with men from a younger age set. And then in parentheses it says it is perfectly all right for a wife to have lovers among men of the same age set. Oh, cool. Not a younger one. But not a younger one. Uh, and then close parentheses. The warriors establish this by wrestling matches among themselves. How close they can come to the hide of the slaughtered bull determines how fortunate they have been. When a wife is judged to have been unfaithful, she must buy her way back into her husband's favor with a cow given by her family.
3: Right. hmm
2: And then the last <clears throat> the last tiny paragraph. The Maasai men become a full elder in a special ceremony. On the morning of that day, he is given a special elder's chair in which he sits while he is shaved by his eldest wife. Mm-hmm. The chair... Mm, yes, nice little bit of a shave. Uh have you have you ever had anybody shave you, sir?
3: Yes, actually. Uh when I was having a operation on a strangulated hernia, I uh, had to uh get the good old um um area shaved. Uh, I, I I looked like the last plucked chicken in a supermarket afterwards.
2: Um straight razor or plastic disposable or a third thing?
3: Um it was a pair of scissors actually. Sorry, a pair of scissors.
2: Oh, the the edge of a pair of scissors?
3: No, just a pair
2: of scissors. Just a pair of scissors. Already, uh, the chair will stay with him as a lucky possession until it breaks. Ooh. If it is unbroken at the time of his death, his eldest son will claim possession of it. This uh, that before was deeply disturbing. The Masai tribe rituals. It's yeah, I like a good uh, a good uh, exploration of. Other uh, other cultures' ways of life. And, you know, that was your National Geographic moment. No, that was... Uh, <laughs> or several moments. I was... Uh, oof. You know, I actually was going to... I, I was going to say, be, uh, I had forgotten before we started, um, that I had an idea on the way here that if uh, if either one of us became bored that they should just start snoring and then the dice come out as a result. But I, I don't know if we can, uh, obviously it's too late for that. Uh, we could superimpose
3: can- it if you needed to, but um, I'm uh, but I'm uh, wildly uh, not bored actually. This is uh, the, the most fun i had since um, uh, my
2: mum died. Oh, my condolences on, on your fun? <laughs> hey, I'm English, right? Gallows humour? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I appreciate it. Quite a bit of galaxy, you know, myself. I, uh, I don't know what Lash, I, for yeah.
3: I feel vaguely right. troubled about that last passage that you read, and I'm not entirely sure why.
2: Uh, which part of it? The entire, uh, the, uh, the, well, all of it. Um, well,
3: I mean, the, um, the, um, threatening of cutting off, um, um, oh. certain, uh, certain bits of skin, it's not right. It's not right, you know.
2: Well, it's, you know, what's interesting about it is how the, uh, well, what's interesting about it, what to me stood out was the, how you can't? Uh, well, yeah, you can't resist, obviously. You know, but it's not that you can't resist. it so much. It's more that you can't complain. It's like, no, no, this is this is occurring. So make peace with it, or you will be mocked. Basically, <laughs> it's like uh, doesn't want to get the tip of his Johnson cut off, or the tip of the skin of the, or the surrounds the tip of the Johnson.
3: God, you're making me feel all, all, all wincy now.
2: Yeah. No, don't get me, don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of uh, of. Genital Genital mutilation.
3: Genital mutilation, yeah. Hey, in general, it's the new black. Right?
2: Right. Yeah, this music's really doing something for me, too. Here's our second burst of durst for the show from May 4th, 2018, Quadra de Mayo, called Many Further Questions, in which our intrepid correspondent gets all involved in the question of questions.
1: Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few choice words about what Robert Mueller wants to ask the president. The New York Times released 49 questions a special counsel thinks Donald Trump needs to answer for them to close out the Russian investigation. Nobody's sure who leaked the list. The special counsel himself, maybe, or some lawyers at the White House. The assignment editor at MSNBC. A disgruntled craft services worker at the National Review. At this point, we're just guessing everybody's blaming everybody else and why was the list leaked to lower expectations raise them lull the participants to sleep mostly the questions sound like legal gibberish what were you doing when blah 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 said he did the thing with the guy at the place none of the inquiries bring up russian hookers so hopefully it's not the complete list And in the spirit of helping out, we here at Durstco have come up with some questions that should be added to the list because the American people deserve to know. Number one, what's the deal with your hair? Is Corey Lewandowski your love child or just adopted? Who has the more annoying mustache, Ty Cobb or John Bolton? Any truth to the rumor that all the knives have been removed from the White House kitchen? What was Stormy Daniels like in bed? Is it true that Stephen Miller is the result of a Nazi breeding program that mated rabid wolverines with poisonous fungus? What's up with your ties hanging down to your knees? Isn't Rudy Giuliani supposed to be helping? What are the chances Dennis Rodman can be appointed ambassador to North Korea? Does Mike Pence have a pulse, or is he the product of reverse taxidermy? For Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, I'm Will Durst.
2: If you want to reach out to Mr. Durst, you can reach him on Twitter at Will Durst. That is W-I-L-L-D-U-R-S-T. You can reach him at WillDurst.com. You can go to his Facebook fan page. Uh, did you ever see Bone Tomahawk? No. Well, you may not wish to, uh, oh, uh, okay. although it is it is a great film. It is a very good movie. There is one extraordinarily uh, there's a few minor violent scenes, but there's one extraordinarily violent scene that is a particular type of, uh, uh, there's a character that takes a type of injury that is very uh, well executed as a special effect, shall Ooh. we say. A bone, nice combination of bone Tomahawk. tomahawk. Right. Kurt Russell uh, doing a cowboy character. He's a sheriff type. And, Kurt Russell? Uh, I'm sold. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 He's I'm quite thinking... good.
3: I'm, I'm I mean it that is now.
2: it's a horror western so I mean it's on it might be on Amazon still and uh, but it is you know if you, if you if you like I like zombie movies so I'm not that squeamish but even I was like wow that was I'm gonna have to watch that one again without the sound so I can just wrap oh. my mind around what I just saw <laughs> right
3: 2015 okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right I shall um, I believe it's a cool kid say so check out that bad boy at uh, some uh, other point in time
1: right.
2: Oh, you've received a fair warning about the the level and type of violence that it has in certain spots.
3: Hey, I have watched a Serbian film. Um, I, I, I think that contains about as much horrifying visual stuff as one could ever want or not want to watch in a lifetime.
2: A, a Serbian film? A, a specific one? or
3: No, that's the name of the film.
2: Oh, I did not know that. Well, that's well, it's obvious, by the way. I... Responded.
3: Um, Yes. Uh, I don't... (laughs) Uh, There might be people listening right now going, oh, for God's sake. Um, Approach the film with caution. Um, What can I say? It is well written, um, well acted, really beautifully shot. The cinematography is very good. However, uh, some of the subject matter, and in particular some of the scenes... I will very politely say, go way beyond the pale. Um, So, It's a film that that you might want to watch once just out of interest stroke horror's sake. Um, uh, It's not one I'd recommend for two young lovers to sit down and watch while they're cuddling up over a bucket of KFC.
2: Not a great date film, huh? Uh, No, 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 unless
3: they're paedophile rapists. Um, Yeah.
2: Um. So yeah, I, I'm trying to think of what would be a good date film. I haven't. I mean, obviously, it's my wife, so we just see whatever we like. Um, you know, together we share a love for mysteries. We like, you know, big action films. I like. Uh, I like smaller, quieter films also, with the, involve a lot of acting. Um, right. But, but I go all over the all over the spectrum as far as what I enjoy. Oh, I'm so well on the. Sp- yep. I'm,
3: hmm? Yeah, I'm well on the spectrum, definitely.
2: Like uh one of my favorite films of all time. I've it went on record several times as saying is, uh, who's afraid of Virginia Wolf with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard oh, Burton. Oh,
3: fantastic Tyson. Yes, 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 yes. Great film. Yeah, great. I have it on
2: DVD. Uh, cause I haven't upgraded to blue yet. Cause I haven't worn out the DVD yet, but right. I mean, wow. What a, what a movie, what a, what a couple of couple, no, what a quadruple of performances.
3: I have not worn out the MP4 of that yet. So, uh, <laughs>
2: nice. Uh, uh, I feel tech references. I like the things that put this uh, this medium that we are currently uh, reaping the benefits of, which is that people get to hear us talk.
3: Well, uh, that's a good thing about podcasts—hearing uh, people talk. It's—I um, I find it's one of the best bits about podcasts. Sorry, soundcasts.
2: Um, soundcast. Here it's oh, cast sound, sound soundcast. Oh. Yes, there you go. Sound soundcast casting the sound. There is a. Um, there's actually discussion of the, the renaming of podcasting on the episode of Suckatash that you guested on back in 2014. Uh, Dean Hagland and um, Phil Aronis of Chillback Hollywood Hour were oh, discussing with Graham Elwood. Yes, oh yes, Chilback. Uh, you're, you, you're familiar with Chillback, are you not?
3: Of course I am. I've fucked them both. Um, yeah. I'd, um, um, my legal team would like to point out that that only happened in my uh, imagination.
2: Oh, okay. Just just Imagination once again. Imagination
3: running away. will make a man of you. Now, if you can name that song, I will pay
2: for the whole myself. Well, which, once more with the cue, let me see if I can... Uh, it sounds familiar.
3: Imagination will make a man of you. It, you know, was, um, it was an English hit in the, I think, mid-80s. It oh, was um, one of them one-hit wonders. Um, well,
2: it, well, if you not,
3: promise not to tell the listeners, I can tell you who it is now. Okay. guy called Bluey Sum.
2: Oh, yeah, never, never, never heard that before. Well, That's interesting. Well, but, I mean, I've I'm, I'm, I'm not heard the name. I may have heard this piece of music. Uh, it's more likely than I had, but uh, there was no Shazam probably when I had heard it. So Yeah,
3: I mean, like if the audio was working well enough at this end, I I I could have plugged it into the uh, tube of views.
2: But um, never mind. You said you called it the tube of views on that interview as well. That's funny. Did I? <laughs> I
0: yeah.
2: Well, I, like I do that. like the to
3: repeat myself, repeat myself.
2: Um, anyway visual um yes these visual jokes um you know what's great is we don't actually have to do visual jokes to uh say that we're doing them with this no no no. i
3: mean like the listener doesn't know if i'm (laughs) masturbating or not
2: it's true and neither does neither do i actually Because uh, we're just all, we're both from the uh, decolletage up at this point.
3: Well, as with pretty much every single photo of me since, well, funny enough, since um, I've, I've stopped modeling, um, um, the <laughs> photos are done from the uh, upper chest upwards, um, uh, very bleached out, so you can't see my fat chins and, um, and baggy eyes. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah I I've still got this that I'm working on getting rid of, but I... Uh,
3: uh, now, Tyson, my friend, I've got a cure for that. Snip? No, no, no. no. Well, no, no. I do. I do. I just fucking grow some beardish hair type thing. It covers a multitude of chins.
2: There's more of this interview, but I've left it off this episode because I'm trying to avoid a two-hour runtime for the episodes that I'm editing. I had a great time chatting with Mr. Dent, I even had the chance to appear on his show, Strange Times, in the episode 259 called... Dog Egg, for reasons I wasn't aware of until I listened to the show from the beginning. Our announcer, Bill Haywatt, appeared on episode 257 of Strange Times, as well as our executive producer, Mark Hirshon. I should point out that it was listed as episode 257, but the audio is from an episode of one of Mr. Dent's soundcasts called The Blank Planet from 2015. Now, Strange Times and The Bitter Sound, a soundcast also created by Damian Dent, can be found at www.strangetimeshow.com and www.thebittersound.com, respectively. Or you can visit the Podnose Network site and find both of these soundcasts there at podnose.com, alongside close to 40 other soundcasts. The network also has a Patreon site that you can visit at www.patreon.com and search Podnose. That's P-O-D-N-O-S-E. Once again, I'd like to extend my gratitude to Devian Dent for being a supporter of Suckatash over the years. I'd also like to thank you, the listener who has listened faithfully as time has marched on, and also to those who have clicked on the Amazon banner at the head of our page at suckatash.libson.com to donate, simply by shopping as you normally would. I'm eternally grateful that you spend time here with us, and until next time, this is Tyson Saner, from Mark Hershon, Bill Haywatt, and for this episode, Devian Dent, gently reminding you to please past the succotash.
0: You've been listening to Suckatash Chat, the comedy soundcast soundcast with your host, Tyson Sainer, brought to you by Henderson's Pants and imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Donder, on Blitzen, on iHotRadio, Radio, and on <laughs> a laughable app. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at TysonSaner at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our toll call number, 818-921-7212. That number again is 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us by using our direct upload link at itale.com slash u slash Suckatash. Production of Suckatash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P Sausalito, hosted by Tyson Sainer. Our executive producer is Mark Hershon. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Dirges. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash. Goodbye.